just like I'm living out in Greece Or oh, catch me at the deli with my bacon, egg and cheese oh, This is true culinary, this is what's behind the scenes Cooking in the kitchen, that big money where we eat oh. Who is hungry, baby? That is the question we are going to answer today on episode 55 of the Rags to Dishes podcast. I, of course, am your intrepid host, Dan Cotter, and with me, as always, the great Max Messier Richter. That's the sound of the gull horn at Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Oh, yes. You got to tell the people where you were. I was at, well, I mean, people probably already know because they're pissed that there wasn't an episode last week or two weeks ago or whenever the fuck this comes out. But Uh New York Rangers, game three, Madison Square Garden. Yes. Just, you know, great performance by the legend Igor Shosturkin, all my New York Ranger hockey fans out there and everyone else that. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sold out $18,000, person Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, that must have been pretty exciting, dude. Dude, just listening to that new Kendrick Lamar album all the way down. Yeah. I love when you count me out. Like, who? (laughs) (laughs) Preaching them all off me like, who? I'm preaching the snakes, I'm preaching their face. (laughs) Preaching them all off me like, who? Dude, that shit bops. Anyway, with us here today, very special guest, John Batwinski. What's up, Johnny B? What's up? How's it going? Dude, it's great, dude. Welcome to the pod. Glad to have you. Oh, stoked to be here. Before we even start off, let me just say that, uh, I mean, Dan already knows. Uh, a lot of people on that listen to this pod already know we're big Johnny B guys. Just anyone with the nickname Johnny B is usually pretty fucking cool. We've had a Johnny B on the pod already. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how, like... The K Dog, like every restaurant has like someone named K Dog. <laughs> There's like a because nobody wants to go by Keith. Yeah, yeah. that's facts. Uh, so Johnny B, yeah, what's the, good? Not the first Johnny B on the pod. Not yeah, dude, I'm Pro- probably not the, not the last. Yeah, dude, I can yeah, only definitely. Hope. Yeah, it's throngs of you out there. It's a big shoe to fill. Can't people don't just get nicknamed Johnny B for nothing? Yeah, but I thought you were talking about the previous Johnny B. And I'm like, he got little ass feet. What are you <laughs> Yeah, he kind of does. He does, he has hobbit feet, but that you know, Frodo still did no, his Hobbit's job. You know what I'm saying? Distinguishable trait: little feet. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know that. All Johnny B's just have little feet. <laughs> what size are you? Uh, like 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah. Um, so Johnny B, um, you worked in the service industry for some time. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, most of my Working life has been in restaurants. Likewise. Uh, front of the house, back of the house. Started my career back of the house. Graduated up to front of the house. and You've done it all, huh? That's where I emotionally crumbled and left the industry. Really? Wow, interesting. Well, you get burnt out. You yeah. know, I mean, like in, in any facet of the that kind of work, you get burnt out. But For sure. There's definitely like that, that like weird brotherhood that you get from like anyone that's worked full time. In any kind of like food service or hospitality industry. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like you're bonded with other people in that industry. Yeah. Cause you're just like, yo, people suck. We got to deal with them. It's and hard like, out here. Every restaurant has their like quirks and kinks and like there's just war stories and. Dude, that's what we're here for. That's shit, what it's all about. Shit bosses. Well, it's like, you know, that's like the positive of working in the industry is you have this like high school mean girls type like social life. 
but yeah, uh, which is not like it's it's definitely not not, it's not toxic. It's not, it's not always toxic, but it it's can a be good nice. movie. Um, no, it's like toxic. Almost in a good way, <laughs> you know, like come, come up with that, like, like, like an ad, like getting in a building up an immunity, kind of like a vaccine you saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we're like two minutes in, let's go political. So uh, <laughs> we're taking a hard left turn. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, someone behind me at the Ranger game was wearing a FJB hat and I wanted to turn around and just be like, dude, just put dude, on the fucking mag. I got a problem like, with Johnny it, B, bro. dude. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. What you do in New York, bro? Oh, uh, man. See, Joey B's are usually kind of fucked up. That's a, yeah. That's a different. Dude, yeah. we are getting political. Not the greatest time for JB initials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there have been greater peaks. There, there's a lot of anger towards You know, like JBs. right when School of Rock came out or something, you're probably hitting a real fine peak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Jack, J- yo, Jables. I wanted my nickname to be Jables, Jables. so hard. Hell, like, yeah, dude, dude. Tim, Tim Wright used to call me that. I oh, like, shut dude, up. that's the coolest shit ever. Jables. <laughs> and I think he was the only homie ever that was like, yeah, Jables. And I was like, yeah, Jack Black's the shit. <laughs> dude. Yep. Shout out high fidelity. Let's go. Anyway, so Jables, what was your first job <laughs> in the service industry? Okay, so I started working early, and I think it was a mixture of like my parents, like a we didn't have money for like allowance, mm-hmm. or, or you know nothing substantial. I'm sure your parents at some point were like, yeah, like here's a few bucks. And you're like, yeah, it's like if you're going to the movies or yeah, something. You know, but like, like, no, there wasn't like, it's uh, like mom, I got to throw five on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I grew up with a kid that is his mom would give him like $5 every day for hot lunch. And back then hot lunch was like a dollar 20. So we, yeah, like, so everyone was like swarming around this kid. Like, I know you got five. <laughs> he's oh. like, he's like seven years old and he's like holding the money stack up to his head, like a phone. You know? oh, dude. Just like four chicken patties. He's instead like taking of one. Instagram pics and shit with like a bunch of ones. Well, the cool thing was he was like so smart that he would just like not eat lunch. And then we just leave like Peacedale elementary and walk to like Anton's used to be this little like dude. Deli. And then we go to like PJ's Pizza, and he'd order like chicken fingers or some shit, and we'd be like, "Dude, Keenan's living the life, dude. That is the life." <laughs> and, then, right. and then you're just like getting picked up by your mom, and you're like, "Man, like I hate being fucking poor. Like, yeah, he's got it so made, and like five dollars, nothing." And you but, wanted some chicken tenders, and you were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get in the industry." Oh, it was never easy because I was always like the fat friend, so you can't oh, be like yeah. sneaking snacks and being like, "Oh, like I really need it." I'm Duh, super hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's like, yeah, John, like, can I get a couple bites first before you're like, yeah, let me get some of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, likewise, do we? We know how that's, that. We know how that's like. So yeah, I mean, my first. My first real actually was like refing soccer when I was like twelve. Sick. You know, that was shit. No, they put no. you in charge of the world's game at twelve oh, years old, dude. I so I started working early, and then my homie got me hooked up at Chen's restaurant. Yo, in Wakefield, <laughs> R.I.P. Like this, this like windowless, uh, like stereotypical like Chinese restaurant from mm-hmm. back in like the nineties, early two thousands. Dude, it was great. They still have a location open, correct? I don't know, man. The one in Wakefield closed. I know that. Was it a multi-location yeah, place? Yeah, I think they had yeah, another, they had one. another one. I, I want to say it's where. in Westerly. We got to go check it out. Let's just say I'm sure they didn't get up to like 18 branches. Yeah, right. They definitely weren't <laughs> yeah. expanding too rapidly. But yeah, that was so. That was like my first real taste of like money. And I was a, I was a bus boy, which was 
not glamorous work. <laughs> yeah. At a bet. windowless smoking section Chinese food place. That's so awesome. They were still smoking? Oh, hell yeah. Sick. Dude, I remember I was like 14. I used to like sneak into like Phil's restaurant and they still had smoking. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, let me get one of those like Bally Shag cloves or like, <laughs> yeah. I forget what that, like there are a couple brands, but like, dude, cloves, the black like, cloves, uh, like, dude, oh, I remember, remember the first time you smoked one of those when you were like 14 or whatever no. it was. Dude, when you, if you smell, <laughs> that was like a, a rite clove, of passage. If you, yeah. If you smell a clove cigarette, like to this day. Like, you know what the fuck it is. I think it's funny that it's like, if you probably looked at the average Does age just, of a clove cigarette smoker, it's probably like 16. Wait, <laughs> are yeah. they like black and mild or like shiny? No, they're like, like oh, they're oh. like cigarettes that are, yeah, saying. they're like not tobacco. Wow. They're like, they're, I don't even remember. They're like the, some, they're like the K2. What were they? The, what, yeah. were, what was, was like the sweet, the smell. black brand? What was it called? Yeah, it was just black. Are right. they more like the salvia of cigarettes? No, because you're not going to like jump out the window. No, but or, I just mean like in comparison to like weed. Just it was like this like sweet. It's like, like the nasty. kind of weed you would smoke as a teenager that you're like, I don't even know where I'd find that weed anymore. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the first thing that people would smoke. It just like it, doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not smoking cigarettes. Like, I'm smoking this clove and it makes me cool and artsy and look at my pea coat. And then like, and then like know, you graduate onto cigarettes. I didn't smoke my first cig until I was 18. Dude, same. I didn't start smoking until late and I don't anymore. But like. And we can thank the establishment but for that. But bro, cloves. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm steady chuffing <laughs> straight like leftover sucking down them top over from the industry and that was like yeah someone told me like straight i think it was my older brother because he started smoking of course and, mm-hmm. you know you want to be like big bro yeah so he was like yeah man he's like honestly i get more breaks at work <laughs> except, except back then he's probably like i probably get more breaks at work you know what i mean like, <laughs> it's like wow that's a good reason to like throw your life away it's like the justifications that people will come up with for, for me i felt like when i started smoking cigarettes oh my god it's gonna sound so bitch made but i mean okay, like my voice my voice is pretty high pitched and i was like dude like all badass motherfuckers like lemmy and shit all smoked cigarettes and that's why their voices <laughs> are badass and then i was just Sound like logic. Well, smoking is just like it's cool well, I I can tell you from personal Straight experience, up. smoking a bunch of stoves does not translate to good singing voice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not like the the magic uh, equation. So you don't like Bob Dylan either, then? What about Jackson Maine? I had Tom a, Waits. I had it. Well, Tom Waits. I probably have more respect for Tom Waits now after hearing that like Heath Ledger based the Joker. Off of Tom Waits. Right. Wait, like, that's, a, that's a real thing? That's a real, yeah. He's like, what up, if Tom Waits was an incel? Dude, <laughs> that's his whole character. If you go watch like old Tom Waits interviews, it's like Heath Ledger's Joker speaking. That's nuts. Which is pretty cool. By the way, I did try and start the new Batman last night. Yeah, you're going to need like three viewing sessions to get I, I wasn't into it. You know, I agree. And I guess I'm, I'm kind of like... Uh, I've seen worse, but it's... It's just like, dude, one. It's like we, preteen Batman. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. year one shit. Yeah, it's facts. like Diet Batman. I'm vengeance. Diet Batman. Good diet call. Batman. Good call. Diet Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, let's just say it wasn't it wasn't gripping enough to make me want to like stay up and watch it. Like, yeah, because it yeah, like, it's like four hours. It's just like every fucking scene with the Riddler. It's like every time he's about to kill someone, it just goes to black. I'm like, dude, like. Just show me something. I mean, there's <laughs> that's, show, your, that's your on, issue is that, you don't get to see was, enough gore. Was, yeah, I mean, that was the start of it. I mean, yeah. dude, like the old Dark Knight is PG-13, but like that movie's fucking brutal. 
Yeah, I guess. Like they fucking sew a fucking cell phone into someone's skin. Yeah, like, you know pretty, what I mean. That one was pretty nasty. That was the Dark Knight, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The guy's in jail and it explodes. Yeah, because it's the Joker right, that did listen, it. Listen, listen, food podcast. Right, we gotta right, tie right, this back right, in. Right. So, so Chen's. Chen, what was the Chen's worst part of working at Chen's? Ooh, all right. So, easily, the worst part about working at Chen's is as a busboy. Right, basic job description. People leave. You get that fucking clunker bucket, the, mm-hmm. dish, the plastic, the handles are cracked. Yep. You know what I mean? There's holes, it's leaking. Like mm-hmm. at that time, like old Mai Tais, yeah, right. all kinds of nasty shit like that. But by far the worst part I remember was rice, rice on carpet. And we used to have these little, <laughs> dude, do you guys know what a carpet sweep is? The little tiny like square yeah. with a handle. Yes. And you just like roll it over rice on carpet and it's like the nothing. vacuum that's not like it, electrical. Right. It's, bombing, like, it's right? like a lint roller. It's, yeah. No, I can tell you that like nothing happens. <laughs> and like you just look like you're doing something useful. Some, somebody made so much money off those things and they were so defective. <laughs> they like, were laughing all the way to the bank. Oh my God. But yeah. So for me, it was like cleaning up. And for some reason, parents at the time that had like small children or toddlers were like, you know, not only are you going to bring this baby to a restaurant, which I take issue with. Yeah. Yeah. No, on a side note. Honestly, children in restaurant, <laughs> children anywhere. I'm yeah. Just like, but like being in a Chinese place, children should be allowed anywhere. <laughs> I actually agree with you <laughs> to some extent. If, if you're in a venue of more than like 20 people, there shouldn't be children. Yeah. Unless, unless you got them under control. If you can like, if you have a family of five and your kids are all like, they know what's good. Cool. But like, Oh, just severely seen, battered oh children. Got to get the, the shot collar the best, on them. The best behaved are the most severely battered. Mm-hmm, for of sure. <laughs> but yeah. Just like the temperature back at Chen's. <laughs> so at Chen's, they would come in and they'd be like, oh, you know what? I think the best thing that we can give little baby here is a bowl of rice. Mm. Have you ever seen a toddler <laughs> eat just, anything? It's yeah. fucking carnage. Yeah. It and it's like, let's, it. let's just... You know, give them like 10,000 pieces of something. Of like something that's small and sticky. Right? Yeah. And like, it was just a good. Let's give them a bowl of ammo. Seriously. <laughs> and like, so dealing with that, I used to hate dealing with the kids and like running through with those little, like the beat to shit wooden high chairs that every restaurant has Yo. to like, le- like legally has to own. It's the exact, like, they got a monopoly that, that <laughs> chair company has a monopoly. And, and like, they got that patent in like 1896. Oh, they're like never wiped down. I don't even think those things survived like the COVID pandemic era. Right. Because right. it's just like, people are so uppity about germs now. Like these things were nasty. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that was bad. And then you'd have like drunk kids come in. I remember one time this kid, uh, puked under the table on Bruh. the carpet, and it was like last table of the night. Ugh. And you just, get banned from the muse for that. Well, you probably should. <laughs> um, under the table, it, like, did they like f- f- keep chilling? <laughs> uh, it was under yeah, the table, it, obviously, zero notification. And then here comes me, like sweating, like matted, oh, blonde dude. bowl cut. All right, all right, I'm gonna puke. Just like. <laughs> hustling through that just like emptying ashtrays off tables and shit but <laughs> it was dope because i was making like you know 40 to 60 bucks on like a friday and saturday night when you're that young you're like i'm oh, fucking rich dude, bro what year was this let's see we gotta do math here 
Right. Roughly. I, I, roughly 21 years ago. Damn. So pre 9 11? <laughs> yeah. It, what was it like in the airport at the time? It, I had the Spider Man trailer come out yet. It was pre 9 11 because I was in eighth. Yeah, I was like seventh grade, if that, doing this job. But it was not ideal. But the money was cake because, you know, you don't have zero expenses at that time. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right. you, so you're, you're like just, I'm fucking rich. Yeah, you're just banking up. Like also, I got the hookup on a bunch of really good Chinese food. Yeah, that which, sounds yeah. Which for me at the time, like was big deal. Big deal. Let's just say I was not burning off the amount of calories <laughs> I was taking. Well, you were hustling around there, dude, cleaning up vom and shit. Yeah, so that was kind of like my first taste of like, okay, so the harder I hustle, you know, or like the harder you work, the more you get paid. Yeah, and, it and was the, the more first- general chows I can take down. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but like even that kitchen was grimy you know like yeah they, they would have like the big metal pans of like the teriyaki beef and shit mm-hmm. just marinating just on the floor of the bro kitchen. that's just, like, not really- that's not up to help did they smoke in the kitchen uh no but they would all go sit outside like right where they were like well the all the things. cooks see that was the thing that was messed up about a lot of these chinese food places back then i don't know what it's like now but the usually the owner or proprietor, right? Like he speaks very, very good English. Mm-hmm. So that's the guy. I remember the owner at Chen's. He had like the Mercedes. You know, his wife had like a BMW, and then all the cooks were just like people that they hired. You know, from China that would come over, and they would all travel to work in this giant bus. <laughs> and so if you go to like. The back of Chen's at any given time just had this giant Dodge, like, 12-person van. Yeah. And all the cooks who couldn't speak or understand any English were making, like, pennies on the dollar just to do these, like, full-day, like, 15-hour shifts. It's fucking gnarly, dude. But for that reason, yeah, they were steady chuffing stokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. I learned some some Chinese, well, Mandarin swear words, which was chill. At the time, that's always yeah. fun for a for a bright eyed young boy. I mean, I was in the same boat in New York. It was just Spanish instead of Chinese. Yeah, that's the typical one. Is you learn you learn all the Spanish. Shit. Oh well, the Spanish came from my later restaurant experiences. Well, well let's get over there. What a segue! Ah, uh, segue. So started out there. Then I ended up doing some cooking jobs. I worked at Yagu Valley. Lit. 220 feet vertical, two chairlifts, <laughs> Exeter, Rhode Island. The thing you need to know is any ski area called Valley yeah. is probably not going to be. Usually you're looking for the exact opposite. I'm looking for, yeah, like something. You're looking for more in, the, in a mountain type. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, did that short order style. And that was just, you know, burgers, dogs. Like frozen patties and shit. Like French fries. Maybe you mix cocoa. it up. Yeah. And if you start making sandwiches, you're like, oh shit, I know how to cook now. You know? <laughs> but you, you didn't know dick. You right. Know? Hey, um, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then ended up working at the kitchen at the Narragansett Town Beach. Yeah. This was an interesting time. I'm interested right now to hear I about this. Real, I've, I haven't even been to. Narragansett Beach enough to realize that there's a kitchen. There. Well, you get like tendies well, conce- and French fries yeah, yeah, and like shit. Concession stand. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess now it's since been taken over by like a a much nicer. Uh, but the way it used to work is you would bid out for the year, right? So people would come in and say, "I'm going to rent the concession stands at Narragansett Town Beach. I'm going to bid this much," and you know the town will say, "Okay, we accept that." And then you get to sell shit out of. Yeah, you basically get the space in the pavilion. Mm-hmm. 
which was you that's know, cool. Sounds like a gold mine. Oh, dude, that was depending hard. on how much you have to pay the town, but that was hard kitchen work for like a weed smoking teenager. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. yeah, we we used to pre cook like boxes and boxes of frozen burgers in the morning. They used to have a station where you, you literally would just separate those little tiny like six inch paper plates because it was so busy. Your job, like one of your prep jobs, was to just stack these plates and break them up so it's easier to grab one. <laughs> you're getting them plates in the window, oh, bro. And it, was, and it was run by this like really hardcore like Greek, you know. I, I want to say family. It was just a husband and wife, and they were named Paul and Lisa. L e e z a is what I had her in in my phone as. Nice. And it was like at a time where, you know, their menu was like hamburger with like a K, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. So that that was definitely like the grossest kitchen I've ever worked in. Yeah. Like, what kind of equipment was in there? Was in it was, like yeah, you had like a flat top and a fry later? Flat basically. top, two fry laters. We had a clam cake fry later with like the pull down, like a big vat, big vat that had this like great. <clears throat> would you would, would you cook the clam cakes in? Is like canola oil? I believe. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I at the time, <laughs> sure, I, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was whatever the cheapest fucking oil this guy. Could yeah, call, right. I'm sure that was it. So. Like, and yeah, they had this, he's like stealing oil out of the dumpsters behind other restaurants. Oh, dude, he would, he would come in. <laughs> Shout he, out Adam. He was like four foot eight, or at least that's how I remember him. Big pot belly. Like just. He's four foot eight. What a savage. Well, you know, we stand a short king on this podcast. <laughs> we do stand a short this, king. This is, this is memory, slight embellishment, but he would just smoke marble lights and drink the little styrofoam cup of black coffee. And he would do it like over the grill while he's prepping burgers in the morning. We used to have this like these metal drawers and we get so busy in the summer. We were legitimately instructed to like par fry batches of like chicken fingers and chicken Bro. nuggets. And then we would put them in the fucking drawer and just let it sit there all day. And then you would just pull out like an order for somebody and then just flash fry them. Yeah, dude, like the health code violations at this Bro. place. Bro, you can't have half-cooked chicken. Dude, there was cardboard. Like, you used the old boxes as, like, we didn't have mats. Place never got mopped one time. I, I was there for, like, three summers. <laughs> it was just, Were like, you just, like, sticking to the floor? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. It was... Dude, I saw Lisa literally pull a hot dog out of the flat-top grease trap, wipe it off with her fingers. No. And just straight go for it. And she was like, oh, this is still Wait, good. Wait, she ate it or she served it? Oh, she ate it. Okay. Bro. Honestly, oh. that's better than serving dude, it. Dude, the oh. worst thing you could get at the beach, I remember, was sandwiches because everyone gets, like, burgers, fries, hot dogs, chicken yeah. burgers, that sort of shit. But Stuff where you're like, you can't fuck this up. Every once in a while, some fucking, you know, Karen would come in and she'd be like, um, I want, like, 12 deli sandwiches. <laughs> and when you're like, it was one cook and one register girl. At like one of the pavilions, then like two cooks and two registered girls at the other one. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're the one cook and there's just lines all day, like does not stop. You know, yeah. like fry layers always, you know, basket up, basket. Something's down. going on. Yeah, and like, so when someone come in, I remember getting like so pissed if someone's like, "I'll take like a ham sandwich." You're like, I have eight burgers ready right now. Dude, I'm not all this par cooked chicken, but I gotta stop to make dude, a fucking ham sandwich. We would have like one pack of pre-cut like oscar meyer like rectangle <laughs> ham oh my god and i, oh, I shit you not i have definitely 
not proud of it, but I was a punk kid. I remember like pulling pieces of ham apart with like the trail <laughs> and just like <laughs> slapping it on like a rock hard stale hoagie bun. It's disgusting. And just like get it out there. Serve the package is just like it says bologna and it's just crossed out with ham. <laughs> over it. That place was by far like the grossest kitchen. It, you know, but we used to just get stoned if it was like raining. You would just like sit and we had access. We could eat whatever we want. Was also not good for you. Just had to eat it off the floor. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was like free reign. Like it was like candy and like Dell's was in there. Oh yeah, because oh, not shit, just the shit you cooked, like the other concessions. That's lit. Yeah. So I mean, I remember one day it was raining out, so it's super dead in there. You're just kind of hanging out, and we had this like high idea. Well, because you have the fritter batter for clam cakes, so yeah. we started like frying, like frying, like Snickers and shit, anything, Reese's, yeah. and then Reese's. Bro. <laughs> like, wow, that was tense. Sorry. Technically, you are correct. No, no, I am correct. Well, there's no technicality well, to as it far at all. As, as far as how I know it yeah. and, how, and how it's going to be taught to my future generations. Sure. It's going to be Reese's. And your future Reese's. generations will also be told by the masses, hey, dog, it's Reese's. I feel like most of the masses will this have a, more chill big, than you. This is a big uh, Rhode Island debate because everyone in fucking Rhode Island says Reese's. And Reese's some, PCs, some other bro. Place, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. PCs is not a word. It um, is to me, dog. If you, it look is up, to if you look up any commercial of Reese's, they do not say Reese's once. I'm not arguing that they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think okay, also, so, you are just, so you're saying I am wrong, but I'm going to continue. Yeah. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. I mean, we're also not Googling... Reese's commercials. Well, when the arguments get intense, that you right. Know. That's true. That's true. Fair. I'd love to hear you do this to somebody that says "ax" instead of "ask." That would be great. <laughs> well, someone got me because a lot of people in New York say they say "radiator." That would piss me off instead of "radiator." <laughs> that, all right, all right. You know what? That's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, I've changed my ways. I we say, can agree to I that. I say "radiator" now. So yeah. So the beach was like. That was a fun time. But yeah, I mean, there's one Sounds time. Like yeah, we, we like would get high and we decided that we're just going to dump like a 10 pound bag of sugar into the fry later. Oh, what? Like, come on. Like, bro. And like, I swear, like, not, we just dumped it in and it just like disappeared. You know, just, it just all, dissolved. Like, just dissolved. And, and then, but then you just had sweet ass oil for the rest yep. of the fucking day. Which, which we tried. And I remember, I remember being disappointed because awesome. I, because I was like, this doesn't taste sweet at all. It was probably disgustingly sweet. Oh my God. You give it like sweet chicken tenders to people and shit. Sounds good, no. dude. I don't even. Know. I would have never thought that, dude. At Aunt Carrie's, we used to fuck around. <laughs> when you're like, like, when you're like fourteen, <laughs> it's the most American thing ever to be like. You know what this big boiling vat of fat needs? <laughs> A fucking shitload of sugar. Ten pound bag. Let's go. That's great, dude. Let's fry shit in it, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then there was also like, you know, I found out pretty early on that there was a lot of. Uh, Sleight of hand going on at the front, let's say. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Um, care to elaborate? Uh, my very first day working there, the girl came back at the end of the day. And I was making good money at the time. It was like 10 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Which back then was like, you know, good. Because you're money. still like too young to be paying rent and shit, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're saying the job was pretty brutal, so. It was hard. Yeah. But at that time, you know, $10 was actually kind of high. Yeah. Um. So I remember the first day the girl came back and she's like, yeah, she's like, so here's like your tips. And she handed me like 
$90 or some shit. And I remember being like, oh, cool. So, like, we're splitting this, like, me, you, and then, like, and she was like, no, like, that's your portion. Of the tips as the cook? For the day. Damn. So I was like, you know, I didn't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if I'm taking home 90, what is she taking home? So. Well, how yeah. many of you were there in the splitting the tips? I mean, at one of the bigger pavilions, it was like four. Four and, people swinging the tips. Yeah. But still, I don't see 400 like $1 bills getting shoved into a cup throughout the day. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't maybe really, there I was. I don't really know. Maybe, yeah, but know. maybe there's some chicanery going on. Well, I don't know, bro. Like you put <laughs> tips for college. That's like guaranteed money. Oh, but yeah. yeah. But like, I it can, definitely wasn't that. I feel yeah. like in a lot of situations where sleight of hand is a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, you're like, yo, what the fuck? I deserve more money. Not, yo, what the fuck? Like, where did all this money come well, from? She, I think she was smart because she knew that the amount she gave me was enough for me to be like. To shut up. Well, to not be like, what the fuck? I want more. I was like, I was super pumped. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like yeah. this is more money I made today, like hourly. Yeah. So, right. Like, I guess I'll show back up every day. Right. And hope that that keeps happening. Just keeping you happy. So, yeah, that, that was an interesting job. They definitely should have been shut down. So you, you would say that's like the grossest you've worked in? That's the grossest kitchen that I've worked in. I've seen some gross. So, you know, flash forward a little bit. I knew that I wanted to get into the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's only from working in the back of the house and realizing it's like, oh, like this is fucking shit work. It's hard. Yeah. You know I'm what sweating I mean? balls and, and back like, here. And like all the effort you put in, I'd already had a taste at Chen's of like, you know, if you hustle, it's not just hourly. Like with tips, yeah. it was like, if you work harder, like more often than not, you'll get more money overall. Mm-hmm. Um, also in front of the house, there's a lot of like, well, not every job, but like some jobs, you're finessing how much money you're making. So like, oh, it's kind of on you with tips, you know what yeah. I mean? Especially because I'm not like an attractive young blonde. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sure. I mean, you're blonde and you're pretty attractive. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, Max. It was cold. But no, I mean, it's just one of those things that I, you know, I feel like as a male server, at least, I don't know, this is me getting a little bit of an opinionated take Let's here. Let's go. Let's get it. But as a male, like I used to work, at, you know, turtle soup was my like long, mm-hmm. my long bid, let's say. Okay. And I was there for like seven years in front of the house. But um, I used, I worked with so many like new hires, like Shout seasonal out hires. Salt. Yeah. And it would just be like fucking some of the dumb as rocks hires, man. And like, so flustered, couldn't remember like more than one order at a time. Just like not equipped, like mentally. Not built for this lifestyle. Not built for this hustle lifestyle. And they would just cake up. They just ain't cut the same dog. But but they'd make more tips. So it was like, for me, I even had like, and also I was probably like, I don't know. I fluctuated quite a bit, but at one point I was like, fucking over 300 pounds mm-hmm. serving people yeah. in the middle of summer wearing black on black, you know, like long pants and apron, just sweating. Dude, like, it like, gets hot at turdy soup, baby. So you had to get good at schmoozing and just like doing your job, you know, like make mm-hmm. sure you fill people's waters. Such like a simple thing. Yo, like if, <laughs> my, if my drink stays full, like I'm going to hook you up on a tip because I know you're paying attention. Yeah. And like everybody has a bad day, you know, like I, I don't know when it comes to tipping. We'll get into that later. I, I feel I feel like well, I want to get into the water. I feel like um not that it would ever affect my tip, but like sometimes I feel like people fill up my shit too much. 
Bro, I suck down water. Like, I uh, want that shit. Like, leave the pitcher. Okay, bro. but like, but will you refuse if someone comes to refill? You say, "No, I'm good." I don't uh, think I would ever envision a scenario. I, I think where I, would I have. Be, I stay yeah. thirsty. I think I have. I think uh, the scenario more comes up with coffee. Yeah. Than with like like being in a diner. People are very particular like, about. coffee. I've had people just pour coffee without even asking, and I'm like, "Yeah, dog." Like maybe I didn't want like. Caffeine is a drug, ladies and gentlemen. I've had, yeah. I, I swear, I've had guys like I'm almost a year off. I've had guys like test me on water, like really, like someone where you're like filling it and you know this dude's just like fucking with you. Either that, or he's like so severely dehydrated he shouldn't be sitting down at a restaurant right <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, to be fair, I've gone to restaurants super dehydrated and been like, I need more water. You were like, just day more, drinking more, all day, so, or just what out of whatever we were doing. I mean, if I I remember this one guy, I actually went. Because, you know, you have, like, the small, what, like, 10-ounce water glasses at a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, set it up at the table, filled waters, drained it right there. I'm like, all right. Filled them up before while well, I'm still giving my little spiel. Drains it again, drains it again, drains it again. Like, <laughs> just a, Steph Curry. Just know. a power move at this <laughs> point. Power move. So just then, asserting his place. So it's like, it's like pissing me off. But I used to do this thing because time is limited, especially when you work in a busy place, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you have so many things on your plate, so to speak. No pun oh, intended. Yeah, yeah. Well, inadvertent. Rags the dishes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but you just have so much on, you know, your list at any given time. Then mm -hmm. dealing with someone's water, I used to like double them up with like another glass or like upgrade them to a bigger cup. And I remember I, I think I went to this dude and gave him like two or three pint glasses full of ice water <laughs> and i think i kind of like embarrassed him in front of the table but motherfucker didn't ask me for any more water <laughs> tell you what that's kind of like when d got used to work the line we weren't able to find vessels large enough of water for him he'd be like no a quart container is not enough I need go get pitcher. me a, a full pitcher of water yeah yeah five gallon bucket <laughs> Dude. Just imagine just like lifting it up with the hand, the handle, and like just a little having one of those like hose pumps from the dishwashing machine that like that would honestly be tight. Camelback hose going into you a five gallon get, bucket. Like, get troughs for your line cooks. So I actually I got hired at Belmont. To deliver produce. Oh man! So I have, oh I, shit! So I feel I, like I remember dude, that. And that job was wild too. But yeah, I've I've seen like a lot of sides of the food industry. You've been around the world. Thank you. And uh, thank you for crushing that home run with that softball. I just <laughs> barreled down the middle for you. I'm happy to oblige. Thank you, sir. So yeah, I, I delivered for Belmont, and that's where I got to see all the kitchens and I had this game plan that I was like, I'm going to work at Belmont for a summer and then get in tight with one of the restaurants I wanted in the front of the house job at. That's a good, because the best way to connect in most kitchens, right? It's usually the owner or the, you know, the, the, the manager that's like receiving usually, your invoice or right. whatever. Like norm, most restaurants that I've been around here, it's like the owner is somewhat of like the head chef or takes care of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was my experience. So you'd get in with like the right people and I used to just go there every day. And I remember turtle soup was one that it was like hit, like it was busy. Yeah. And it, I wanted to be someplace that was busy and I wanted someplace that was relatively expensive. Right. Yes. Yeah, so like, this is my shout out to anybody working in front of the house right now. Like find the most expensive menu possible yeah. and get a waiting or bartending job there mm -hmm. because it's automatic guap. Well, it's like selling houses, right? Do you want to sell $50,000 houses? Or do you want to sell $5 million houses? Bro, You're still doing the same work. This is like a seminar, bro. 
This is great. We're going through a lot of like just like cycles of business. You're turning into like Tom Cruise and Magnolia right now. So, I've never uh, seen that. Yeah, I mean, this is all part of my master class. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be some pussy out there only selling $50,000 houses? Your problem is you only have a billionaire mindset. <laughs> That's pussy shit. That's out. That's you're, so not talking, you're not late. talking trills. <laughs> you're out of my friend's circle. Get, yeah, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we keep it trilling here on Racks and Dishes. Um, so... Let me ask, would you say that that beach job was like the worst food job you had? <laughs> In terms of like... Just overall. Overall, no. I've had worse like front of the house jobs. Wow. Like where? Uh, well, the my last restaurant job was actually at Chapel Grill in Cranston. Wow. Like, I've never know, heard of it. Yeah. You're not missing much. That, that wasn't a diss or anything. No, I, just, I actually have no. I mean, it's it's near like Garden City. Mm-hmm. Okay, like big money behind it. Yeah. Um, you you used your trill advice. You were like expensive like, menu. I'm gonna go work there. Yeah, you guys get it off that billionaire mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's some poor people shit. It's so beneath you. Anyway, can I borrow like five bucks from you? Guys? <laughs> Got you, dog. Uh, so yeah, but that was like. Probably the nicest place I worked at, but it was like full commitment, like bow tie, clean shaven. So you could say Botox. <laughs> so now you had to get Botox to work there. How do you think I got this smile? <laughs> the one that you can't get rid of that's yeah. just been glued to your face. You look like the fucking Joker. Yeah, you can't see it, but I'm just really creeping these dudes out right now <laughs> with my face. Um, but yeah, it was. But- <laughs> So this is like the Yankees. You had to be clean shaven. Uh, yeah, dude. I remember one of my bosses. We got into an <laughs> argument because he gave me shit for not growing my beard on my own time. Like I was, I was at pre meal. Which, by the way, pre meal. Wait, what? Yeah, this, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, one of my bosses at Chapel is this guy who used to just like ride me, give me shit. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I was a piece of shit at the time. There. <laughs> like life was not going great. Yeah, and. uh yeah, he, I remember one one time at our like pre mail meeting, he was like, "You know, you're looking a little scruffy." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm growing my beard." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you can't do that, like on our time." <laughs> and I just yeah, and that was kind of how I reacted. I was you're like, like, "All right, hold on, let me stop growing my hair right now." Well, yeah, I mean, he was basically like, "You need to like shave your face clean, or like take two weeks off of work and grow. until it looks until like, like you're not a schmuck." Beard. Yeah, yo. I would, be, I would literally be like, um, is the company supplying razors and shaving cream for me? That's but, fucking hilarious. But, all right, so we know with, like, front-of-the-house employees, right? Like, they're the, the new guys that are to the scene, and mm-hmm. their uniforms are tight. Like, they actually shower frequently enough and yes. wash their uniform. And then you have, like, the long-term front-of-the-house people that are just, like, don't give a fuck. Wearing the work. same outfit they same wear every outfit. day to work. Oh, like... <laughs> They, you just un, undo this big ball that's an apron yeah. that, that you haven't washed in like nine shifts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and people used to sit there with ice cubes as if that was like the magic tool to just like rub stains and grease and shit. Off of your, your apron and shit. You can see it from a mile away. Like I looked like a bag of shit a lot of my shifts over there. <laughs> for sure. You painted quite the picture. I, I was on my way out mm-hmm. of the game. But yeah, it was... <clears throat> It was intense. I mean, I, I, I made decent money. 
What made it so bad, though, uh, aside from the I mean, that probably, experience? Probably just, like, dealing with, like, a type of customer that people, like... Just people... Are you just hating demand- on Cranston right now? <laughs> Yo, Cranston, get at me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Phone lines are open. No, I mean, I, I met a lot of great people. I made good friends there, but... You're, you're just a war rack guy. I got you. Warack. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, was a, it was tough because, you know, you were dealing with people that really wanted, like, a first-class dining experience, but the place wasn't there. So, like, sure. the food wasn't that great, and mm-hmm. yet you're still charging, I think it was, like, 40-something dollars for, like, a five-ounce tenderloin. Yeah. And people would want, you know, perfection, and you'd have to, like, the, one of the worst things there is the food runners would only have to run food to those, like, tray stands in the corners of the dining rooms. So it's like, why the fuck am I tipping this dude out? And there, and then you have to run it to your table from yeah, there. Yeah. What the fuck is the point of the food runner? I'm saying, yo. But anyway, yeah, it, it, it was that was a tough gig. I, I did. Oh, I do have the worst. So I don't know if you guys have ever. You've talked about like injuries, or you've probably mm-hmm. had some front of the house people here. Let's get into it, dude. My most mortifying moment. Let's hear front of the house service. Is was this at that? place yeah Cha- Cha- what was it called Cha- chapel grill chapel mm-hmm. grill yeah go get your gift cards the big ass monstrosity right yeah book your next event there <laughs> chapel grill it's <laughs> <laughs> a glowing endorsement yeah um and so all right one of the worst things about there is i used to work saturday night sunday doubles sundays we had brunch which is a new thing mm-hmm. you had to cl- the whole all the wait staff in front of the house would have to finish their shift on saturday night and then completely remove everything from like this main bar room. And I'm talking like this place had like money behind it. So you're lifting like 30 pound bar stools. Yeah. Like really nice. And like, I'm saying expensive like shit. dead of winter, like a two hour procedure after your shift. Damn. And they were super petty. The bosses, they'd be like, you know, if you don't help out with this or if you have to leave, then you're not going to get your brunch shift. That's what I don't like is like the pettiness. Damn. Like the restaurant bosses and managers. Sounds pretty controlling. So Sunday morning, I'm there late Saturday night, partied probably way too hard. Mm-hmm. That checks out. And had to commute from South Kingstown. So it was mm-hmm. like a half hour, 40 minutes. Get up there, just like roll out of the car. Um, Exit 16? I don't know, man. Okay. Continue. You can go there a couple of different ways. I'm just asking. Tough 295. Yeah. Just go to Garden City. Yeah. Chapel Grill. Book your next event there. <laughs> um, but yeah, one one of my managers was super legit. Jen. Shout out to Jen. If Shout she ever out. listens to this. Shout out Jen. Yeah, she she's a boss. Another fellow Polish Polish brethren. Yeah. Shout out Warsaw. Shout out Warsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. And so the next morning I'm like suffering, you know, like sweating buckets, mm-hmm. chain smoking outside, just not being a great yeah. house employee. Sure. Yeah. And there's an upstairs section. Um, and brunch was a tough shift because it was all large parties. Mm-hmm. And it was like 15 bucks and you could get like bottomless sangrias, mimosas and bloody Marys. So, so the bar fucking hated it. The servers hated it. 
Um, and you didn't, you weren't necessarily guaranteed to make big money because the check averages were pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have this like christening upstairs. That was like my big, big table. And dude, this is so bad. I, I'm heading up these stairs. And at this point I'm like three bills plus I'm probably like three ten, three fifty. Yeah. So it's not a great look. The mm-hmm. scene is not great for me that morning. Really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like the larger drink tray, which I'm talking, I have like white and red sangrias, mimosas, <laughs> Bloody Marys, chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> so Tinsman was eating there that day. <laughs> <laughs> Shuts out, my boy. And I get up the stairs with this tray. I'm handing out and like no one's, there's only like a couple people there. They're still waiting for the rest of their party, but I got a handful of drinks from people that were there. And the woman whose baby, it was like her christening. Right. Yeah. I go for like, and I've never, I always pride myself that I've never spilled or dropped or like just mm-hmm. made like a, what I considered like a silly mistake. Yeah. Like just not paying attention. And a blunder. A blunder. Yes. Well, this was a thunder of blunder. <laughs> I don't, I proceed and I'm like shake, hands shaking. I like take a couple of drinks off the tray, lose balance, and I dump this whole tray <laughs> on the woman holding the baby. <laughs> so you dump sangria all over this baby? Dude. Chocolate milk, Bloody Mary. <laughs> the baby got christened twice in one day. They <laughs> might, they might as well have just run that thing through the trash can. It got its <laughs> christening and first Eucharist on the same day. So was that the day you quit, or that was very close to that from in my shame? <laughs> but man, you want? I, I, I yeah, actually went. I went down. They had to take <laughs> the woman's dress. And give her a fucking chef coat. <laughs> what? So, and they rushed out to try and get her dress like dry clean while she's eating. Shout out to this woman because she was the nicest. She reacted in probably the chillest way. That you could that possibly. Possible. Yeah. Possible. And like the husband, like no one was like swinging at me, which is what I would assume should have followed after this. Like, she yeah. punched in the face. Yeah. You're like, my child. <laughs> it was not great. But I remember going downstairs trying to give the table away. And I legit cried, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, like, it's not a. Uh, you're like nothing I, wrong with crying. You're first like today's of all. not my fucking day, bro. Oh, shout out mental health. Yes, mental health. Mental health. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Gather Q around our there. mental hearth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's examine mental health. Shout Listen, out pronunciation. We can't, <laughs> we can't be afraid to talk about our mental health these days. Yeah, okay? feelings are felt. Okay, mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, man! That that, that like that that's was, brutal, man. Like and having to do that. Did the baby the, cry? The baby's dead. I think. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the baby, baby just got drunk as fuck. That's all. Yeah. Um, Damn. No, it, it was a that was a scene. That was shout probably, out that baby. That's like that sounds like a fucking like a Seinfeld episode or something. Yeah, Bro. and then there's like you know the the classic like when I was at Turtle Soup, just like that party lifestyle you know like young 20s moving mm-hmm. and shaking making good money working hard but like having fun having top of the fun. world top of the world just drinking after work mm-hmm. would you say turtle soup because 
you said that the other place was the worst. Would you say Turtle Soup was your best? Turtle Soup was some of my best memories yeah. in the restaurant industry. You nice. know, it was like super tight knit front of the house. We were all, all really close. There was like very rarely, cause it was a small staff. Yeah. And yeah. Super busy. So everybody just kind of like hunkered down together and like every once in a while, there'd be like one person that came in that was just, you know, they'd slowly get edged out. Yeah. As you guys like, you can tell right away in situations where it's just like, yeah, they're probably not the right fit. So yeah. Turtle soup was legit. I made a ton of money there. Have zero to show for it. <laughs> Yo, we know exactly what that feels yeah. like. Sounds about right. But yeah, the, you know, the owner of tea soup, not a fan of that guy. Really? Yeah. But they're closed now. So yeah, you can throw all the shade you want. Yeah. I'm out here doing radio. (laughs) (laughs) Broadcasting live. So, Uh, hold on. Speaking of people that you know are not going to work out right away, I heard you got an update on uh, a blast from the past here on the Rags and Dishes podcast. Uh, Are we talking about (laughs) Mr. Mr. Breck? Yes, bro. So Long-time I'm, listeners of the podcast will remember Breck. Also, new listeners of the podcast, you're going to have to go back to go listen to the episode about Breck. Check the archives. They're not behind the paywall yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just catching up on episodes that you guys had put out, and I heard like five or six references to this kid. <laughs> and I just remember hearing his name at first, and I was like, oh, man, like that's got to be the same fucking Bre- Like, how many Brecks are there? Yeah. yeah. There's only... Just another Breck in the wall. You know? Dude, he was. So, <laughs> so I, how do you know Breck? I knew Breck from, he came to my elementary school. Really? In like like as a th- public speaker? <laughs> like as a scared straight <laughs> program? <laughs> yeah, it was part of his uh, work release. Yeah. <laughs> well. But, yeah. It's <laughs> a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. So I I met him when we were like kids, right? And me, I I was always like a pretty friendly kid. He's again, well, I didn't know that this kid was like a fucking terror. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I knew he was like misbehaving in our class, and I mm-hmm. think he ended up getting like thrown out, which is kind of tough to do. This Sometimes tracks. that's like this that's like tracks. cool though. You know, you're like that kid's probably cool. <laughs> what a rebel. Well, even at a time when you were young enough to feel like dumb shit was cool, like this kid, you were <laughs> like, you're like, that's yeah. scary, yeah. dumb like, shit. You're like, I don't even know the, the term red flag yet. <laughs> <laughs> but this dude's like a ginger flag. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, so I remember my mom and his mom like meeting one day and you know, those like forced childhood hangouts. Oh yeah. Sure. And you just were like, they're like, Oh, I'll just hang out with like Billy because you know, his mom thinks that you'd be a great friend to him and he can yeah. really use your support, you know, whatever it is. But I've had more than a few of those mm-hmm. shout out moms trying her best. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Moms well, are dope. Love you, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but somehow or another got roped into hanging out with Breck and, you know, his parents had like just moved into a place off like High Street, I think, mm-hmm. out in Peacedale. And within like a half hour of being dropped off, and it's like his mom, right? His bless her heart. She was the woman. <laughs> Have you ever seen a parent that just looked like a fraction of a hair away from like a mental breakdown? Yeah. <laughs> at like any given moment and just dealing with like her kids, more specifically Breck. Yes. And she was just like surprised and like overwhelmed that she had found someone like my mom to was like, occupy yeah, this like, Tasmanian vol- devil. You're volunteering like 
to hang out. Like, yeah, please. Like, please come here. (laughs) My son. So I remember we go walking down the road on high street and they used to have ethnic concepts Uh out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And within like maybe 15 minutes of hanging out with them, we get banned for life from ethnics for stealing. (laughs) We we go in there. There used to be like the front section. (laughs) Wait a minute. Ethnic concepts was on high street. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, there's a gun store now. Wow. Talk about a talk about a real direction change. For yeah, that right. <laughs> That's head, a hard head, right head, turn. Headshot to gunshot. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. Shit's getting dire on fucking high street. But yeah, we walk in and the kid just like doesn't have it all there. It's just very impulse driven, from what I remember. Yeah, bro, we're I like, remember hanging out with kids like that, and you're just like, this is making me nervous. This isn't like my normal hangouts with other kids. <laughs> no, this is like when you know you're for sure gonna get in trouble. Yeah, back at a time when getting in trouble was like a huge deal yeah and, and i was like super like vanilla pure kid like i was like the suck up you know i'd be like oh thank you mrs so-and-so and yeah just yeah. like a big suck up like little wuss but you know what you can be but at the same time <laughs> i'll own it to any of the young kids listening right now um you can be a suck up and still be a little fucking shit yeah That's, well mine was like genuine i truly believe like you weren't just being polite you were just like no that was like what i was taught you know it was yeah. like oh like this is how you respect other people's parents well that's not that's, n- that's nice yeah yeah shout out your parents yeah anyway i'm still hard i don't want you to- <laughs> <laughs> no doubt dude. i, I don't yeah. know what, yeah i'm just saying i don't want you guys to think that <laughs> yeah no we get it i didn't come up in the trap yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're from the block we know okay South Kingstown, Rhode Island. (laughs) (laughs) SK all day. Yeah. But we get into ethnic concepts, and he, like, immediately starts, like, stuffing his pockets left and right. And I remember just looking around, what the fuck? (laughs) You're like, red alert, red alert. Red alert, red alert. The guy comes out from behind, and he's like, were you just putting shit in your pocket? (laughs) He's, like, grabbing all the nag champa. Yeah, (laughs) it was legit, like, incense. And anything you could, like, get his hands on. And the guy's like... Give me that stuff and like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Go down the like so we get kicked out of there. So I'm already like amped up, you know, like adrenaline's going. I thought yeah. I was gonna get arrested. You yeah, know what right? I mean? When you're just at that age. You're like, yeah. this is real trouble. Yeah. You're like, I don't I'm not ready to go to jail. <laughs> you're like, I know I'm hard, but but, like, but to reiterate, I am. Yeah. <laughs> no. I am not. <laughs> You've hardened up since then. Yeah, Cranston, please don't get at me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, go back to his house. And then, like, the other thing I remember is, like, I think we went to his sister's room. And he just starts, like, taking all of her, like, favorite shit and just, like, throwing it around, just causing a ruckus. We go oh. upstairs, and his parents were restoring this old house, like, beautiful wood floors. And he comes out from around the corner, and he's just holding a BB gun rifle, like, in my face, like, point. Bro. <laughs> like, that sort of shit. And I just remember being like, uh, yeah. Good on that. I'm going to call my mom real quick. And he's like, it's not loaded. You know, like whatever class. He's like, I don't think it is. Just straight points it down at the top of this staircase, like beautiful restored wood, and just drills like three BBs just like right into the fucking wood. Oh, Oh my my God. God. And then he was just like, all right, what do you want to do next? And just like put the gun away. And it's like. As a kid, you're like, no, the banisters. I had to get out of that situation. And I remember his mom at the end of the day, she was like, so like next week. And I remember being like, next year. Oh, doubt it. It. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to consult with my mother about yeah, right. this. My people will call your people. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 
not surprising to hear the stories of adult Breck. Yeah. Because I can tell you. Those BB guns that, became that, like knives that, and things. Dude, that storm has sounds like been the fucking sounds like the Baba Duke. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely he's a character. He's a real piece of work. So you mentioned earlier a little bit. I mean, I'm going to ask some of the classic questions. You talked about uh, some of the nastier shit you had to deal with. Like, would you say like what's the worst injuries you've seen in the kitchen or in the front of the house either? I guess for me, I what comes to mind is more like the drug culture. Yeah. Of the, like, not so much injuries, but seeing what some of these, like, junky-ass chefs and, and front of the house. Like, mm-hmm. front of the house people were yeah. party. Like, We've seen it. Yeah, there's expensive habits all around. Mm-hmm. People, people not out taking corners as yeah. much as they do cooking yeah. them. Yep. You're like, oh, this is the best idea ever. Let's just take a bunch of benzos and 10 bar. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, you can remember people's orders. Again, shout out mental half, <laughs> mental half. <laughs> but yeah, there's one cook in particular at uh, T Soup. His name was Streeter, John Streeter, <laughs> and this guy looked like Uncle Fester. And he used to like taking the orders when I was working at Belmont before I started there. And I remember when I was at Belmont, I thought he was like pretty important at that place. And it's just like, you know, perceptions of people. You meet this guy, you see him stand out there, he's checking in the order and you're like, oh, cool. Like he must be like running shit back there. Yeah. And then like within the first day of me working there, I was like, oh, this dude's just like barely keeping it together. (laughs) (laughs) Like covered in like burns, always like pinned out, always like not like the guy was just a mess. Had like barely any teeth left. Oh, honey. Just intense. But this dude was the only guy that could run saute at Turtle. (laughs) <laughs> because it was such a small kitchen. I think it was only like eight, maybe ten burners. And he would just fucking rock it out. So it was like the guy they couldn't get rid of. And he was the only one that was like capable enough to do that position. But, man, I've seen him just like slice himself, fall over, burn himself. Like falling over a saute station. Bro. Yeah, dude. That's always cranking out, cranking out like chicken carbonaras and shit. <laughs> that's like, so rough. Dude, that's fucking people fuck themselves up in that lifestyle. And yeah, you're right. That is like the gnarliest injury of all is what people are doing to their bodies when they work in the kitchen or in the front of the house. Yeah. I mean, really, I I like to. I mean, it's even gnarlier. Like I've worked in places where we've had, uh, you know, usually you get rid of that problem. But uh, like you're saying this guy was all fucked up and the place was like, yeah, well, like we can't do anything about it. So he has to keep going. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And like his sister was the bartender. Shout out to Jill. She was a sweetheart. Shout out. She was like everybody's mom, like hooking mm-hmm. it up. And I wouldn't even say she was like the most amazing, but she was just like the resident. Yeah. Yeah. Bartender over there. Mm-hmm. But that was her twin brother. And he was just like, you know, had to like live with her. And so he was kind of like the project of the family. So Jill would come run front of the house and then like Streeter would be back of the house. Just like fucking, I can't even, I mean, you guys know this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to know Streeter, but you guys definitely know. We've experienced some form of this person. right? But yeah, it's really hard having, I guess a lot of my complaints over at Turtle Soup was just like being cheap. This is where I like, I kind of want to talk about like managers, owners, Sure. That are just like 
I don't know. Have you ever heard the term like this dude would step over a fucking dollar to pick up a quarter? <laughs> no, but I love I it. love that. Like Let's put it on a shirt. One of my bosses, man, like turtle soup could have made and I hate to say it, but watching another business, let's say an infamous oyster bar of Southern Rhode Island. Mm. Um that guy doesn't need any more endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We he's, stand a short king here yeah. on this podcast. He's, he's doing all right. Yeah, shout out Terry. <laughs> yeah. So, oh God. but he, that guy, I was always really impressed that he was constantly putting money back into his business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, dude, we worked at outdoor bar at turtle and well, a couple of things, right? Like we were all handwritten tickets. When that I first started there, and you get the hard copies. It was like two copies and then a hard copy. And if you lost one of your hard copies, the owner at the time would charge you like eighty dollars. That's crazy. Well, if you think about it, if I just took like a four hundred dollar check and, and then be cash, like, "Oh, I lost, I lost a ticket," technically, I could just pay eighty yeah. bucks to make yeah, three twenty. Yeah, that's crazy. Theoretically, theoretically, um, what's but, the statute of limitations on that shit? I don't know. Place isn't open anymore. Was that? Yeah, you're good. But the uh, where was I? I lost myself. Oh yeah, stepping over (laughs) a dollar for a quarter. Yeah, like not not putting money. Like we didn't have an outdoor credit card machine the whole time I worked there. That sucks. And we like wouldn't open tabs for people either. You would just say no, or would you be like constantly running inside to run? You would have to run up the lawn, up the stairs, through the restaurant to use the credit card terminal. That sucks. And the owner used to be like, oh, you know, they charge me so much for an extra terminal. I'm like, dude, you know how much more, how many more transactions I can be rattling off? Yeah. Than to go run. And it's like, dude, you're caking this- up and you're acting like an extra, like what could it possibly be? Yeah. Like an extra hundred bucks a month to have another kiosk or something. Like, like if I have to walk another 50 yards to like run a card on a fucking Miller light, and then come back and have to do it exactly over again, yes. like immediately. It was, that it was insane. Our ice machine broke one summer. Classic. And well, he just started buying ice. And he just started it. buying bagged pure ice mm-hmm. that was in a locked cooler behind the restaurant. So think about working on the front lawn and having to go Replenish. inside, oh, get a bucket and a key, go behind the restaurant, unlock the freezer, take the bags of ice break them up into buckets and then carry it out because we weren't allowed to show people that we just had bags of ice Mm -hmm. and it was just like countless things like that the guy just was like didn't want to put in the extra that would make so much more money Mm -hmm. and like with owners and managers i think that this isn't specific to turtle soup but like what other industries can you like work in and put in a two week notice, just like the pettiness with some of the higher up staff in these places. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just going to say that like, like put oh. in a notice and then they're like, yeah, actually you're done now. Dude. <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> fucking. So up. It's like, have you ever worked a full two weeks of a two weeks notice? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's it like once or twice. They're yeah. always so but heard about it. Right. And yet, if you were no, just you, like, out, you know what? You don't quit. You're fired. Yep. And the worst <laughs> thing is about that, those same petty ass people, if you were like, all right, this is my last day, they'd be like, you're not even going to give two weeks. Yeah, notice. yeah exactly. Like, it's such like a, a back and forth. Like, you're just fucked no matter what. Yeah, dude. Well, I was just I was just going to say that, like, uh, 
talking about TS. Um, Dirty like, soup. I feel like it's so hard for someone to put it all together to open a business and have it running good. But like the real test of owning a business is like investing to keep it going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like if being you ha- able to be like, fuck, this is going to suck. But like, I'm fixing that ice machine. I'm throwing the dough down. Yeah. Or you know like I mean? if you can't take care of your people immediately upon opening or take care of yourself more importantly than like, Later on, you can take care of people by like putting more money into the business. Yeah, and like your people. Like if you can't pay your chef who's doing the demo on your restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm referring to. So there was one night at Tea Soup, and I'm on the outdoor bar, and the other bartender like calls in or something. I don't know what happens. What do you mean calls out? Calls in to call out. Oh, okay. Dude, okay. My, my really nitpicky. Hey, hey, I'm coming in. Just letting you know. Yeah, and. So the owner at the time actually worked the bar with me. And he was a total kitchen guy, like zero front of the house, like zero people skills. Yeah, zero uh, etiquette. Yeah, like he, he just didn't have, and that's why he stayed in the kitchen, because he was a good cook, mm-hmm. and he kind of took over the business. But like when he would go out and do front of the house stuff, it was not not a great look. Bro, and I know what you mean. I remember it. So this is something that maybe. Like people skills wise or like cleanliness wise? Oh, not cleanliness. Like he had, it was. He like, had it together. It yeah, was just, just like, pe- like people skills. Gotcha. Like he just wouldn't smile. Wouldn't, there was no like, you know, you got to play the game. Yeah, yeah. you got to play the game, baby. You, know, you got to play the game. And it's all in the game. I remember one night he had to work out on the outside bar with me because I was so buried by myself. Mm-hmm. We worked the whole shift. I don't even know what we brought on that register, but it was more than a handful of thousand dollars. Mm hmm. And at the end of the night, we're counting out the tips, and he legitimately, like, didn't want to give me the tip cup. Wait, and this is the owner you're the, talking about? The owner. Like, in my mind, I don't think he should probably be taking Wait any of the tip Wait, cup. Wait, like, he, he didn't want to give you any? No, or he didn't no. want to? It was like. Or he was going to split he it came, He came to help. He's definitely not a bartender, and I yeah. was definitely cranking. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, he was like debating with me openly about whether or not he should take half the tips. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that's just the, you know like, that's pretty. Brutal. That's a snapshot. Yeah. Of like you're like, bro, guy, you're taking a hundred percent of the profits like, from owning this fucking business, right? Like, like this guy's mentality. That's your paycheck, like, bro. Yeah, it, it was rough. like that. That's so petty. It's like. How much of a broke boy are you as a business owner that you got to, like, ask for half of a tip cup, like, w- from one of your employees to take money out also, of their Also, turtle soup was not, um... Like, it's such it's an not insult. Some, it's not some it. little shack that some dude... Exactly. They put, up, they put up volume. You yeah. own a nice place, and it's like, why would you, like, risk the slap in the face, like, that that is to that person? Yeah. Just for like whatever, like hundred, two hundred bucks or whatever it was. Like it was, I think he saw in my face when he like even brought it up. <laughs> you were just like, Are you fucking serious, <laughs> dude. And that was like probably one of the hardest shifts I ever. Yeah, worked. like bro, you want me to come back? I did tomorrow. I like, did bank. I think I banked like. Yeah, Trilly lifestyle. I know. Yeah, you guys got to get the right mindset out there. Hardcore, <laughs> dude. Uh, how much of that money did I blow? Probably all of it. Giga Chad lifestyle, bro. Made a good chunk of change that day. But it was hard. Yeah. So that was just an example of like, that's kind of the mentality of that establishment at the time. That sucks. 
which is not ideal. But again, like there was a lot of good things in the front. And, you know, I missed the front of the house a little mm-hmm. bit. And then I was walking up, what is this, Atwell's? Uh, yeah. With all the, mm-hmm. all the hoopla going on. Yeah. All those all young the, kids. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was walking by a couple of these like outdoor patios and I was just like, nah. Like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you think you miss it, but like, nah. You think you miss it because you're like, maybe I'll go back and do like a celebrity shift. We talk about it all the time. Oh, I was going to ask you guys a question. Sure. So, God, I'd love that. You could ask more than one too. If you want. Just one. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I'm comfortable with more than one. So do you still get, because are you currently? I'm in. He's out. You're in. You're out. Yes, I'm out. Congrats on getting out. Congrats for sticking it. Yeah. Wow, you're really playing that fence, dude. Like I told you, classic suck-up. Well done. <laughs> um, well, the suck-up works good in the industry, too. That's true. Especially front of the house. Yeah. I got so caught up in that, I forgot my training. You, what's your question? You had, you had a, had a question. question. Ah, so ye old restaurant nightmares mm-hmm. or dreams. Do you, still, oh, yeah. do you still suffer? And tell me about said dream. All right. You want to hear something really sick? It's not a dream, but it'll it'll be on the same. So where I work, we have a um, like a big storage unit out back. Mm-hmm. You know, like one that would like fit on like a truck or some shit. Anyway, yeah. I blocked the, the other day. The shit. other day, I swear to God, I was like, that's a superpower. I was deep in there grabbing something. And mind you, like, this is... Any of my coworkers will be like, that's pretty boss. It's probably like 35, 40 feet away from the ticket printer. I heard the ticket printer in my head and I was like, that's not real. That's just like my thing. And I walked in and there was a ticket. You just and heard just the like, ticket from wow. so far. Like it was like sonar ticket hearing. I would say in my dreams, I get the ticket noise a lot. Yeah, dude. I, I feel don't like I've heard that from other people too, that they just like hear the tickets coming in their head. Yeah. Dude, I remember that. I I, like I don't get them anymore. They do fade over time. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you get a recurring one. Well, now we get them weed nightmares and shit. <laughs> 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 Not that kind. No, I, I would just have like more front of the house dreams. Do you have a nightmare that like you're overflowing your R water or some shit? It's not that. It's more like you're in a restaurant that's not. You're just spilling chocolate milk yeah. on a baby's head. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Sorry, bud. I saw the trauma flash in his eyes. Well over five years ago and still too soon. Hey, we could still Uh, talk about it. It's mental health. We're healing. Mental health. But yeah, it'd be like I'd be in a restaurant that's not your restaurant, so you're unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. And my recurring one would be a table... Like I'd suddenly be thrust into like working a section of like forty tables or something. Yeah, of Dumb course, like it's that. an impossible task. Yeah, something impossible. And then out of nowhere, a family is like walking out past you in my in my dreams because I just didn't see them. Oh, or you like didn't get? Just, they're walking out in outrage. In outrage. And that I've like woken up in some sweats over that one. Still to this, that's day, a good one in terms of like anxiety dreams. That's yeah. a new one I haven't thought of, but that's that sounds pretty shitty. I don't think I really have dreams like that. You're so tough, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad tough when I sleep. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of dreams of like past kitchen situations. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Which when like I like you're wake, fighting with me again or something. Yeah, or like you know, it'll be something really quick that when I wake up, I'll remember something that I didn't remember. Like, yo, remember that dishwasher that like said he was gonna slit his wrists or some shit like that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have know. To be more specific. Something so like, yeah. You don't remember old Joe? That was the that was who I was. I was just kidding. Up. Do you remember old Joe? Yes, the dishwasher. Okay. Yeah, he t- like old Joe fucking. Old Joe basically was this dude that he actually kind of slayed the dish pit when I first worked there, I first mm-hmm. got there. And then he just like slowly started getting like weirder and weirder, yeah. like saying weirder shit to people. And then at like 1 a.m. when him and Nolan were in the dish pit, just like fucking crashed. Apparently he just was like, yeah, I'm going to slit my fucking wrists. Because Nolan was so slow. And was like holding a fucking knife and didn't do it. But Nolan reported uh, that disturbing. and was like, okay, like... Just fucking poor Nolan, 17 years old, like, working very the, slow. The amount of, like, subtle but overt cries for help from people yeah, in the right. fucking restaurant yeah. industry is insane. It's yeah. like looking back on so many things, it's like, wow, probably should have handled that differently. Probably should have handled that differently. But if you, yeah, if you were to, like, document a report, everything you heard. Be all you do. The restaurant would not operate. Yeah, of course. For the most part, I feel like such I, is the life we lead slash led. Yeah, <laughs> still getting nightmares. What are, what other questions do we ask people on this podcast? Usually, I mean, I think we already kind of touched on it, but like, we did uh, the injury one. What's, uh, what's, what's, what's my rate? <laughs> are you offer only? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, do you have any good memories of like or bad memories of like particularly unique customers that were like? Yes. Kind of nightmarish or or uggos, bro. So they so at, at chapel, right? At chapel, they had uh, these twins, and they're like very much like, like like. But I'm saying like twins. these two twins, and they're actually like really sweet guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like kind of like ambiguously. Twins. Like, twins. They dress exactly the same. They have, Love they're it. in like, they're like 60s or 70s. They still dye their hair the same. That's awesome. Wow. They're like writer. They're very bizarre. They live mm-hmm. together? I think so. And they show up for dinner like once or twice a week at the mm-hmm. spot. And that was one of those tables everyone was fighting over because they were good for a $50 bill. And they're really nice. They were really nice, but super particular. So they always had like their one table and I don't know if I can remember their order exactly, but it was like they got the same one of those situations, yeah, same yeah, yeah. shit that in a large restaurant, you had to use every square inch of like going down to like this place to get this certain thing that they want or the tomato has to be cut a certain yeah. way. Like, so yeah. like that was, those were like nice people, but you really just want it for the tip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they actually took a liking to you. Like if you were a regular server there, they they would actually like care about what's going on. But I dude, I've seen every the whole gambit of customers. How about like what's the worst like Karen you've ever had to deal with? Ooh. Or just like, you know, like okay. I guess I have shouldn't more- shouldn't assign sex to it, but just person bitching at you. You know, I think like the classic like there's nothing funnier to me than like the overly aggressive like entitled like white guy yes or whatever gender you want like the whole like total like this is 
unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that term is like such a fucking Caucasian yeah. entitled like yeah. New England. That's whiter than Wonder Bread. This, bro. Yeah, I just want to this is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you just have like a perfectly fine meal in front of them. Yeah. That's it, just not what they wanted. Yeah. You'd be like, these are dried cranberries. <laughs> And we I thought wanted it would be craisins. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of entitlement. I mean, I did not know there was fish in the Caesar dressing. Yeah, I explained to a woman what salmon was. <laughs> 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 like you'd be surprised the type of oh, the, the type of stuff you get asked in front of the house or Bro. you have to deal with. It's just like too much to even recall. I'm sure driving home tonight, I'll think of like. <laughs> 40 different fucking interactions. Dude, well, you'll have to come yeah, back. You know what I mean? Oh, but my God. Just some of the weird... And just... I hate the stupid small talk. How did you describe salmon? I'm sorry to interrupt you again. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, what is salmon? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I remember, being like, I remember being like that taken aback. And she being like... And she was like... What I thought was like a pretty coherent like older woman with her yeah. daughter. Yeah. And her daughter, who was probably like 40s or something, she's like, so what's salmon? (laughs) (laughs) I keep hearing all about it. And if you think about like questions get asked, you're like, well, that's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) That's a new one. What is salmon? (laughs) And I remember just like describing to the best of my ability. What salmon? Yeah. I was like, you know, it's a pinkish orange. I think the first three words out of your mouth had to have been, it's a fish. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you went up there, but um, it's a fish and uh, <laughs> it swims upstream, famously upstream. And yeah, when that happens, you like look at the person and you're like, you're, you're fucking with me, right? <laughs> yeah. But you can't say that. No. No. But she also proceeded to order her dog a burger and then just like held this lap dog up in her arm and like fed the dog. That's and, pretty and, like, cute. Her, no, no, that was not what I thought you were. That's gonna... you know, honestly, that's the type of shit that we were walking around, and you'd be like, "Yo, like check out table B nine. Like <laughs> this lady is bugging." Right <laughs> you order food for your dog, like oh, it's one thing giving them your leftovers, but ordering like a burger that was probably like fifteen ninety nine. Oh man, I would rather serve ten canines than ten nine year olds. Oh yeah, and to to people out there that are wow, real time nine year old humans. That is patrons. If you feel like the serving staff is talking about you, they 100% <laughs> at all fucking times. Yeah. Oh, it's like man. running commentary for anything. Like that was like part of the fun of the job or getting through these like horrific situations. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, go check out table 12. And then you have to be like subtle to like, you can't oh, all poke yeah. your head around the corner at the same time. It'd be everything from like, that girl's cute to be like, look how ugly that fucking baby is. Like just... <laughs> The one that's covered in sangria. Yeah, just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. They definitely. We are talking about you. Yeah, hundred percent, nonstop. Or going to like the the server station. That's like the mundane shit. That's the stuff I don't miss about front of the house. Like rolling silverware. Yeah, of course. Wash side work. Yes. Dude, (laughs) is that word triggering? It's very triggering. Yeah. Trying to wash salt and pepper shakers, like the old diamond ones. Oh, my God. Like ketchup. There's like grains of rice that are like fused into the glass now that are never coming out. I just remember being like, why the fuck 
are we polishing all these gloves? Like, just fix a di- fucking dishwasher. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got to polish them up. But just so much, like, little things like that. Condiments, coffee, soups. Uh, shout out to kitchens that use the same thing as soup for, like, nine days. In a <laughs> Straight row. up, dog. Just keep reheating it. You're like, well, chowder's getting thick. <laughs> <laughs> just pour some more milk in it. Yep, chowder's getting real thick. You can just hold the cup upside down. Yep. Like a DQ blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was, uh, there, there's too much to even recollect. Man. Dude, you've done great. Okay. This oh. has been amazing. Dude, should we keep going? Let's, let's wrap this shit up. B. Okay. What do you Celtics think? are coming on? All for it. Are really? the Celtics home? Oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out sports. Do yeah. them, do them, bet on them, watch them. Real talk. You're un-American if you don't like sports. Yeah, hardcore. Real talk. Yeah. Alpha shit. I just love that quarterback, Tim Bradley. (laughs) 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 On the Espen. The GOAT. Yeah. But, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Hopefully we'll get you back on for some more. After you rack your brain. (sighs) Yeah, I should should have prepared better. I mean, now this is a pretty long episode. You've done great. Cut me down to like 10 minutes. Call it a day. <laughs> it's just me talking about like trouncing some baby in her mom's arms with <laughs> yeah. a bunch of sangria. And, and that's it. Yeah. Thanks for Shout listening. out that mom. She was a trooper. And then we just talk about how shitty the new Batman was. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> was right. There's a couple of references. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming. This is episode 50. 55 of the Rags Editions podcast. I'm your host, Max Messier Richter. I'm Dan Carter. And I'm John Betwinski. Later, guys. Thanks. This is what's behind the scenes. Cook it in the kitchen. Everybody, where we eat all. Rest, dishes, stories from the kitchen. Kitchen.